Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 as we're about to study biblical prophecy. And today we're going to take a second look at the topic of dispensationalism and the first and second epistles of Thessalonians. Thessalonians is really at the center of a lot of the debate between Christians regarding the outlook of biblical prophecy. And the debate isn't between Protestants and Catholics as much as it is between a very large group that has adopted a fairly recent uh, understanding of biblical prophecy called dispensationalism. It's less than 200 years old, whereas there's a number of Protestants, Orthodox Christians, and Catholics who take a more traditional approach to these two epistles. So before I confuse you with trying to explain dispensationalism, I want to give you a really brief but I believe very accurate summary of First and Second Thessalonians, and it's not terribly difficult. Let's start with First Thessalonians. It's about the resurrection of all the dead and those believers who happen to be living at the time of Christ's return. They're resurrected to heaven with Christ at his second coming. And 2 Thessalonians is written as a clarification regarding some questions that arose from the first letter. And that 2 Thessalonians is that before the second coming, before the resurrection of the dead and the rising of those who are alive at Christ's second coming, there's a couple of really bad things that are going to happen, namely a great apostasy and the Antichrist. So that's it. That's First and Second Thessalonians. But Today, the predominant view of many of those who do study biblical prophecy is a school of thought called dispensationalism. And according to dispensationalism, 2 Thessalonians is re- really talking about something different to a different group of people than 1 Thessalonians, in that they believe, as a result of 1 Thessalonians, that the church, predominantly Gentile believers, will be caught up to heaven for seven years while the stuff that is described in Second Thessalonians goes on on earth. So it's, it's a radically different view of these two epistles. Now, here's the point I want to make and that you should be very aware of. And I personally have a compassion and an interest in explaining a more historic view of biblical prophecy to my friends who are dispensationalists. And why do I say friends? Well, I think as Christians, we can differ regarding some of our beliefs and still be friends. But even more importantly, I was a radical dispensationalist. I wanted dispensationalism to be true. I never actually met another person who wanted to be more true than I wanted it to be true. But I discovered something that you should be aware of, that dispensationalism, the key thought in dispensationalism does not come from the scriptures. And what do I mean by that? Namely, the core thought of dispensationalism is that there's a separation. There's two different plans of salvation, so to speak, one for the church and one for ethnic Israel. And then what they do is take 
that thought, that presupposition, and apply it to the scriptures, scriptures like First and Second Thessalonians. And to me, that's very dangerous because what we are supposed to do is called exegesis. It's that word like exiting from scripture, taking out of scripture what we believe. And anytime we come with a presupposition and then say, well, according to our presupposition, 1 Thessalonians applies to a group of people over here, and 2 Thessalonians applies to another group over here, (laughs) when St. Paul was writing to the same people, the same person, writing on the same topic to the same church in Thessalonica. It just doesn't make sense. But in any case, just so you know that I'm not making this up, I'm going to quote something from Dr. Tim LaHaye in his book, Charting the End Times. And you probably heard of the Left Behind novels, runaway bestsellers, uh, the Left Behind movie. These were promoting the doctrine of dispensationalism. And Dr. Tim LaHaye was the theologian behind the Left Behind novels, and he's a strong advocate of the rapture at any moment. And this is what he says about the relationship between dispensationalism and Thessalonians. Quote, dispensationalism is immensely important when it comes to Bible prophecy. The distinction between Israel and the church is important because the church's present distinctiveness in the plan of God provides the theological basis for the pre-tribulation rapture. I'm going to go on one more quote from him, and then we'll come back to this. He says, The church must be removed or raptured from the earth. Only then will God begin to fulfill all his promises to Israel in the Old Testament. Thus, the doctrine of the pre-tribulation rapture of the church is closely identified with dispensationalism. And he says this, is, this provides the theological foundation. Now, the foundation, if you're a Bible-alone Protestant, the foundation should be Scripture and not a presupposition. This is very critical. He's actually bringing this to bear. So the question will to be asked is simply this. Is the presupposition of dispensationalism, namely there's a separate people of God between the church and ethnic Israel, is that true or is it false? And depending on whether it's true or false, we'll have direct and immediate and immense implications for the rapture at any moment theory. So I mentioned last week, or last episode, that the word for church, the Greek word ekklesia, was applied to Old Testament Israel, and now in the New Covenant, it's applied to the church, the church made up of Jew and Gentile. Also mentioned that in verse 4 of 1 Thessalonians, St. Paul calls the believers in the church at Thessalonica the chosen. Are there any other places where the Bible might indicate that there is now a one people of God composed of both Jew and Gentile? Well, 1 Peter chapter 2, starting in verse 9, and he's particularly reading, uh, um, reading, uh, writing to the dispersion, to the Gentiles 
that are believers in Christ, he says, you are a chosen race. That was a term used for Old Testament Israel. Now it's used of the church, composed of both Jew and Gentile. You are a royal priesthood, ditto, another Old Testament term. You are a holy nation. The holy nation was the nation Israel, now applied to the church. You are God's own people, applied to Israel, now applied to the church. Once you were no people, but now you are God's people. That throws dispensationalism into a tailspin because St. Peter is calling everything that was called the Old Testament people of God, now in the New Covenant, the change isn't. It's not like the Gentiles have replaced the Jews. That's false. It's Jew and Gentile together in the church. Um, Here's another one from St. Paul in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 26. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. And he goes, for there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. One, not two, which is the presupposition that dispensationalism brings to Scripture, like First and Second Thessalonians, to come up with their theory and their timing of biblical prophecy. It says, you are Christ, and then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. Here's another dispensationalist source from a little booklet from Dr. C.I. Schofield, and I'm trying to make sure that I'm presenting honestly and forthrightly dispensationalist beliefs. Dr. Schofield was the author of the Schofield Reference Bible. When dispensationalism came from Great Britain, particularly um, Scotland, to the United States, shortly after, Dr. Schofield wrote the Schofield Reference Bible, where it was a King James Bible, but in the footnotes, he had all the doctrines of dispensationalism. This little booklet, Rightly Dividing the Word of Truth, was, so to speak, his handbook of dispensationalism. How do you split up the scriptures? Like this this part is Old Testament Israel. This part is the church. This part is his understanding of the Israel in the future, the nation Israel in the future. And I was actually studying Ephesians chapter 2, when I studied this, I said, I'm very interested to see what Dr. Schofield says about Ephesians 2, which seems to just pull the rug out from underneath dispensationalism. Well, I looked here on page 6, and he says, oh, Ephesians 2, verses 11 and 12, which goes like this. St. Paul writes, Therefore, remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh— called the uncircumcision, by which is called the circumcision, remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel. Now, this is true. In the Old Testament, the Gentiles and the commonwealth of Israel were two very distinct peoples. And he goes on, and it says, and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and with God, without God in the world. So yes, in the Old Testament, there were two distinct peoples. But dispensationalism stopped there. It says this 
conveys, it goes right forward into the new covenant. But in this booklet, he does a, a mention of Ephesians chapter 2, but it's only after you go way on um, and skip a whole bunch of verses like the following, like the next verse, St. Paul says, but now, but now in the new covenant, you who are far off have been brought near. For he is our peace who has made us both, two, made us both one. This is the difference in the new covenant and has broken down the dividing wall of hostility. What separated in the old is now joined in the new, that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross. <laughs> this is so contrary to dispensationalism, I can't understand how you could read this. I, I think they kind of hope you don't just read verses 11 and 12 out of the little booklet and just skip the next ones, because he says, now Jew and Gentile are fellow members in the household of God. So what First Thessalonians talks about, it applies to Jew and Gentile those who believe in Christ. And what Second Thessalonians talks about applies to both Jew and Gentile believing in Christ. They are both addressed to the church. And dispensationalism, the presupposition should be kept out of interpreting Scripture. I'm Steve Wood, and you've been listening to Luke 21. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy, visit us online at luke21.com.